CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 56. Oh, I almost said 55. I, I stumbled. 56. We're on 56 today. Um, today we're talking, you know, this is a theme we talk about a lot. We're going to talk about sort of bigger picture stuff. The You come in, you grab your fitness program. Sometimes you grab that nutrition program and it just not being enough. So we're going to talk about the other 165 hours in your week the three hours you spend in the gym and then the other 165 hours outside the outside of the gym, bigger picture stuff. I love bigger picture stuff. I think just like when you first start and you want to make some changes in your life, like these are the obvious places to start. Like, Oh, I need to get in better shape and I need to eat better. I feel like those are like quick thoughts that we have as human beings. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think just, you can get caught in horse blinders being like, this is the be all end all to sort of like, what's going to create the change that I'm looking for. Were you like that when you first joined? Um, probably. I think everybody's like that when they first join. I think that like, like you said, those are the obvious things. Yeah. If like your goal is like weight loss or whatever, like just, I want to change my life. Generally, those are like your go-to's. What do you, what are like some things that you think that people don't think about? Um, I think just in talks with like nutrition clients, it's like stress. Like somebody came in here and it didn't see huge results. And he said, yeah, but you've had a stressful month. And the conversation went, oh, that's going to affect this. And I'm like, big time, big like time. huge. Like you can't, we say like, you can't out train a bad diet. You also like can't do enough fitness and nutrition to like cope with stress. Yeah. When you're running at red line the whole time. Yeah. And you might not even know it. Yeah. Like on the outside, you might not even know it, but on the inside, all systems are running on red lines. Like there's no way things are going to move the way you want them to move. If you're pressing on the gas full speed all the time. I think things like stress management, sleep, we tend to talk about sleep a decent amount, but that's one that probably is not at the top of mind for people. Um, I think, and the thing with sleep, and maybe that we can get into this later is like, you think you sleep good or you like, you think you get enough sleep and like, say you're in bed for nine hours, but you actually only sleep for like five of those hours. Mm -hmm. That's not a good sleep. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you for being in bed for nine hours, but like that quantity and that quality quality of sleep, excuse me. Or I think just being okay with being a bad sleeper. Yeah. And that's just like your default. Oh, I just don't sleep well. Yeah. And like the hopelessness that that like, that's just not going to change or can't change. Yeah. No, it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those would be some big things that stand out. I feel like to me, those are the more, those are obvious ones too, but not so obvious to like the everyday person. Yes. Yeah. Because again, I think it's just like, this is the way life is. So this yeah. is how it is. Yeah. Like, again, willingness to make change. And we've talked about in the past, like stuff like just your positivity practice. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about bright spot 
Fridays and Momentum Mondays, but like just generally, what are you doing on daily to keep your frame of mind in a positive sense? And another one that I like to work on with some of my clients is just your level of adaptability. And I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with stress, mm-hmm. you know, because like you come in with this fitness plan, this nutrition plan, and you've got all the X's and XY's all mapped out, right? Like if I do these things, everything will be perfect. But like how often is everything executed perfectly, right? Yep. All of a sudden you've got clients canceling your work schedule plan and or booking in more stuff that you didn't anticipate. And now your lunchtime has given up and you didn't bring your lunch with you. And like, how are you going to adapt to those sorts of things? And like, what is your mindset? So I, I guess that's kind of like where I'm going is like mindset's the big one. And like your expectations along with that. Mm-hmm. How do you guide clients through that? Through? Um, just like all those other variability things that can be controlled and help you reach your goals. Yeah. So for example, I'm working with an entrepreneur right now who has like a super busy schedule and it's nothing is really concrete about her schedule and it changes quite frequently and quite periodically. So she needs to be able to adapt like just on the whim, which as an entrepreneur, like that's easy for her to do from a schedule purpose. But like now she wants to try and take control of her life back and build on some, you know, some health and body composition stuff that she wants for herself. So when you have a ever changing schedule like that, and then you have this X, Y, Z stuff that you need to be doing for, you know, fitness, nutrition, whatever, her ability to adapt was like one of the more forefront things because her automatic result was, or, um, automatic reaction was Oscar it. Like, I'm just not going to do it because I have this other thing that's more important. So like she wouldn't work out or she wouldn't eat breakfast or lunch or even dinner for that matter. Like she would go an entire day without eating just because like she had to be on the whim of her schedule. Um, so one of the things that I worked on with her was just like on a scale of one to five and an adaptability scale of one to five, her goal each week, each day was to end the day in a four to five. Like it's hard to expect you to be five out of five all the time. And depending on the degree of what sorts of things are asking you to change your schedule. Um, so when you nail that down to like, how can I make that be actionable? It was when you have something that is creating stress for you, just taking a quick, like a 30 second minute, 30 second minute, a minute to ask yourself, like, is what's happening within my control? If the answer is no, then like the next question is what is within my control? And that's your answer to how you adapt to whatever stress is being placed on you. And I think that just after two weeks of working with her through this, um, she took it initially as like a food and fitness type of uh, application only. And she was now applying it to like her family and some of the work decisions she actually had to make too, because she was having success ending the week in a four to five state just with fitness and nutrition. And the more that she practiced it on the daily, it became easier. And so now all of a sudden the thing that is creating the most friction points is now making it easier for her to hit the check marks on the more obvious things like food and, and working out, for example. Um, so I guess it's just like, you think that food and nutrition is like your biggest obstacle, but no, those are like the obvious things. It's the things that you're not looking directly at that are making you or impacting you on the decisions that you're making. And for her, it was her level of adaptability. 
Um, did you set up her up with any other strategies to help with being adaptable aside from just like the control aspect of it? Yeah. I mean, you can, you boil it down to like, okay, for her, it was setting a reminder on her phone that she had to eat breakfast before she went for her workout. Um, then she could work out and she had to pack her lunches the night before. And I mean, given the specific food parameters I had given her, her lunches needed to meet that, but it was just stacking act, stacking habits on top of other things she was already doing. So we're trying to create new routines, right? So at night she would do a certain thing. And I said, all right, you're going to pack your lunch at the same time while you're doing that. You get up in the morning, you know that you sit at your kitchen table and you're drinking coffee and doing your five minute journal or whatever it is that you're doing. I want you to set an alarm purposely during that time. That's going to remind you that you need to eat because you know that your workout is at eight o'clock. So again, like where are the friction points and then what can we do to, to work around those friction points? And, and it's working for her. And, and I think like when you look into that a little bit deeper, the person needs to be ready, willing and able to do those things. It's one thing to say like, oh, I want to make these changes, but like, do you expect this to be easy or do you expect it to be hard? And like, if you expect it to be easy, you're not ready, you know? And so she knew that this was going to be a challenge and I was going to challenge her in different ways that would make her feel uncomfortable. But I knew that would bring us success if she would follow my instructions. And that's ultimately why you go and get a coach. And like, we've had these conversations before, you know, you need that person to tell you what to do. You know, you're, you're not willing to do it yourself. I was just going to say, can you elaborate on the ready, willing and able aspect of like making change. Yeah. So like, like the, the first one, like, are you ready? You know, like if you sit on the couch and you're eating chips and like, you're just like, no, I'm good with this. This is what I do every night. Like, this is my life. Like I'm good with this. Like you're not ready. If you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like what I'm looking at, or I don't like how I feel, or, you know, you would, you acknowledge some sort of your being that, or whatever your how you are, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say that you don't like that might indicate that you're ready, right? Like you've now reached the point where like, this is enough. When you become willing, it's like now you're being actionable upon that readiness. So you go out searching for somebody for help, or maybe you're like one of those that researches it yourself and you try and build this plan yourself, right? So, um, going to find help, building those steps, kind of looking at what areas in your life that are going to need change. Like now you're assessing, like, am I willing to make the sacrifices that are going to be necessary in order to change these things that I'm, re I'm ready to change? And I think being able to do that is like your series of expectations. Like, am I able to clear out my cupboards of all the junk food? Am I able to have the tough conversations that this is going to require with my spouse? Am I able to time block in these workouts in my week so that I know that they're going to happen? You know, so like, are you now actually being actionable about these things that need to get done? Like, so it's like, you know, you need to change. You say you want to change and now show me that you are ready to change. So it's just like taking it from words to actions. I think. And I, I honestly think that that step between willing and able is where people get lost or they don't have the right expectations or the right environment or the right support system to help get them from that second to third step. And that's where it gets lost.
you know, just because you buy a nutrition program or you pay a gym membership doesn't mean you deserve the results. You have to put the work in and that work is going to make you feel super uncomfortable. And it's like, just, are you willing to, to deal with that? If you just shut the door and, and say like, this is too hard, or I only drink on Saturdays instead of drinking the whole weekend. And that's, so why am I not seeing the results I want? Like, you know what I mean? That was a dose of tough love there. That was, and I think something you said, and I'm sure this will end up being a quote on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because you buy a nutrition program or you buy a gym membership doesn't mean you deserve the results. That's yeah. cool. That should hit home to a lot of people. Yeah. And I like, just because you're paying a gym membership, like mm -hmm. you got to come in and put in the work, yeah. right? And you got to be consistent with that work and you've got to put full effort in when you're here with that work. Mm -hmm. And same thing with your nutrition. Like if you're only eating good on the weekdays and you go out on the weekend and just throw that away, you know, you're taking in an extra 2K calories each day, like you're not accomplishing what the plan is set out there for you. Mm -hmm you're flexible dieting, but you work with Dina donuts into your, like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not how this goes. So it's cool that you're willing to pay for this help, but like now show me that you're, you're, you know, you're able to apply these things. How else do you support clients with habits to make their time outside the gym and outside focusing on nutrition support their goals? Um, some of the other things, uh, and, and it all depends on like what their whys are, mm -hmm. right? Um, so sometimes when they bring up items like, I want to be there for my family, or I want to be able to spend more time with my family, or, you know, as soon as the family becomes brought into it, and I want to say more times than none, it's like moms that are saying this. And I've seen dads too, that like dads want to be there for their kids and stuff. Like one of the people that I'm working with, um, said that they, they wanted to spend more time with their family. And so we set up like, okay, you're going to schedule a weekly date in with each of your kids one-on-one. -on -one. And then once a month, you're going to go out with your husband on a one-on-one, -on -one, no kids type of date. And like, now it gave them an actionable step to act on the things that you want, you know? And as a result, we've got more positivity flowing through your day. Kids are happier. You're enjoying one-on-one -on -one time. Like, it's about more than just food and working out mm -hmm. simple things like that. But, um, what about sleep? This is a tough one. And I say it's a tough one from like an able, this is this one solely I would put alone as the part where people get caught between willing and able. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is the hardest one to change. Um, let me back up. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, it. I was going to like, I was going to pair it parallel to stress management, but no, I think this one takes the cake in terms of the hardest one to change. It takes the longest time to change, I think. And arguably, okay. And actually, yeah, I stick with this because arguably if you don't have your stress management skills under par, your sleep is going to suffer, right? Like if you're trying to sleep well and you're under some high stress and you have shitty um, stress management skills, like those go hand in hand. Um, you know, like it's, it's the tough things like get off your phone half an hour early, put your phone in another room, black out your windows, sleep a little bit cooler, go to bed early, shut the TV off an hour before. Like, what are you doing before you go to bed? 
and we're so ingrained as a society to have our phones in our hands and you know so all i'm asking you to do is put your phone down half an hour early and that is such a big fight Mm -hmm. you know i want you to read a book well can i read my book on my ipad well no because like you don't understand it's the blue light that's keeping you from falling asleep into a deeper sleep and sooner (laughs) you know so i think like that's almost harder than asking people to eat vegetables, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think sleep too, like you said, it takes longer to change. I think because you put in all this effort and then all of a sudden you don't sleep well or you're still in that same routine, like it's easy to get discouraged from that. Yeah. Like it does take time and it's not this instant thing. Like you can come to a workout and you can feel awesome and great and your energy's high and you feel fantastic, but it's not the same when you go to tackle sleep. It's not an instant gratifying thing, right? Yeah. And again, we're such a society driven on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I feel like sleep could be one of its own episodes. And I've I've actually said that in the past too, is like all the hormonal changes that happen overnight, all the recovery related things, the stress related things. Like, again, that goes back to being a hormonal thing. Like sleep is where the magic happens. And yet we fight the most with it. Mm-hmm. Somebody was asking me about my whoop yesterday, I think. Um, and if I liked it and like what I like about it. And I specifically said, I like the sleep tracking, but I like the habits and the questions it asks you about the day before so that it can relate to your sleep so that then you can go make better choices to make those adjustments. Yeah. I think that that's probably my favorite part of mm-hmm. loop. Like forget about the strain and all of that stuff. I think just the relation or the correlation between sleep and the choices, food related, stress related, activity related is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the biggest item on the list. Mm-hmm. The, like you, all the choices that you make throughout the day impact what kind of sleep you're going to have that night mm-hmm. and what kind of sleep you have that night impacts the choices you're going to make the next day. Yep. Right. Like you wake up from a shitty sleep and then you eat junk food or you crave way too many carbs and just the sugar, excuse me, to keep your brain going because you're so tired. Yep. But if you would have backed up, you know, the decisions that you make two or three days ago impact what happens there but we're so like blinders what's right in front of us Mm -hmm. yeah um do you have anything outside of fitness and nutrition and all the other stuff we've talked about that we haven't touched on that you think people should be focusing on during the day daily movement the under appreciated effect of daily movement so going for a walk um I mean, that's my automatic resort because, and, and I like that one because like most of us have desk jobs, mm-hmm. right? You sit all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, your workout in your day is not enough to count as daily movement. And quite frankly, it's too high intensity for the type of reasons why you're doing a daily movement piece. Um, again, going back to like the same reason sleep is important. That daily movement is important for hormonal changes, stuff like meta- uh, metabolism regulation, you know, so that you can burn more energy at rest just because you've gone for a little low intensity walk in your day. Stress management, you bring that into it. Same reason. And it's, it's kind of, I, I laugh on the inside when you bring up, okay, I just want you to go for a 10, 15 minute walk when we're setting up our, our habit tracking with our clients. And they're like, you know, I, I'm sure somewhere on the inside, somebody feels like I'm paying you to tell me to go for a walk. Like, I know that, like, 
yeah, I know you know that. I know you know how that you need to eat well. I know you know that you need to sleep, but like I'm asking you to do this and I'm now holding you accountable to go and do this because I know exactly what it, the reasons are why we're doing this. I think aside from daily movement is the support system around you and what type of environment you're in. Like who does this affect other than just you. And now we need to build some strategies around dealing with those people or things or whatever, like whether it's your dogs, maybe, (laughs) which is an easy one, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Let's go walk the dogs because that's going to help you and them. Yeah. I mean, when you lay it out like that, like it's not just about the three hours that you spend in the gym and it's about the actual 165 hours of your week. Like when you look at it from that outside perspective, then you can truly hold the weight of the decisions that you're making, you know, then you can truly understand that like why things are, or aren't changing and what type of type of transformation it is that you're looking for. We want this outer transformation where like my clothes fit better. I look better. I look better naked. I whatever. Right. Like, but if you can look at the other 165 hours, you get this type of transformation as a person because now you're encompassing all of these other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the things that we talked about, I don't need to rehash them. But <laughs> and I think people forget too that like when your body is happy on the inside, it will do the things you want it to do on the outside. Yep. Like when it's like settled and happy, your body composition will change the way you want it to. And you'll just, you'll be able to do more things in the gym and all of that. Yeah. hundred percent. Cool. There you go. 165 hours. So we want to know, because we always ask the listener question at the end. And I love that we get responses. Like, I love that. That is probably my favorite part each week is when someone sends a message and they're like, okay, here's my answers to your podcast question. Um, In regards to your other 165 hours, where do you think is the biggest impact place you can make change to? Like, what is the thing that would make the most impact if you could work on it? That's my question to our listeners. What's your answer? Um, like if we're taking nutrition and fitness out of it. Yeah. Um, probably stress management. Okay. I'm going to go sleep. I need more sleep. That's yeah. mine. Whoop leaderboard tells me that you also need more sleep. <laughs> You're sitting at the bottom. <laughs> All right. As always, follow our socials, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Give us your feedback on our listener question and we'll catch up with you next week.